You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. Not has called me an uncultured savage a million times on this show before, but mm-hmm. him telling me that I'm unseasoned probably cuts me as deep as anything right before we hopped on the mic. Trying to think about some of our all-star takes, and as we get a basically a rip, a play off of Dan Lebetard and the hot nuggets for your face that Stan Van Gundy does every single Wednesday. Not in the South. Not in the South. We like to do our tenders. It seems like mm-hmm. we were trying to cook some tenders up before we got on the mm-hmm. air Love today. four-piece. Trying to figure out what kind of takes that I would have for you from All-Star Weekend. And we tried to discuss if they'd be spicy or not. And Nada said, no, they're unseasoned tenders. And it cut me as deep as any insult he's ever said to me on the microphone. You should apologize. I am not apologizing for a damn thing, boys. That, that, I'm not. That I'm cut, sorry. That, you just have to prove them wrong now. You have to get yes, Because exactly. that's what the people want. The people right now listening to this show are dying for your inside look into the Charlotte All-Star Weekend that only you can give. And I don't have a whole lot of hot takes for you. Maybe they're a little unseasoned today. <laughs> Thank you for proving my point, Maybe Walker. they're unseasoned right, today. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. But tomorrow, they're going to be extremely hot. It's Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can check us all out. We're on Twitter, at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Doug Branson, LOH. Show handle, most social media platforms, is at Locked On Hornets. All-Star Weekend, a lot of fun. I had a blast. It was a bucket lister for me. It was something that I grew up making sure that I tuned in for every single weekend uh, that All-Star Weekend was happening. Saturday night is usually the most fun thing that I like to experience. Mm -hmm. I think being in person, the All-Star game is the most important because you get to see all of the stars. You get to see literally the best, best basketball players in the world in your hometown, and you get to see them at whatever arena you're in. That was cool to see all of those guys playing together. I mean, it is the best basketball players in the entire world right there in front of you playing basketball. You can't ask for that. You can't ask for much more. But as far as getting people together and and staying up late while having a watch party, <laughs> I think the dunk contest and the three-point contest is usually that. And just to experience all of it. I went to the Rising Stars Challenge on Friday. I went to all of the Saturday night events. I did go to the game last night. And I had a lot of fun. And I think the big takeaway, at least for us as a city, is that we didn't screw up. I think the city did a really good job. There's no things I think that you have a problem with, at least that I haven't seen that the masses have complained about on Twitter. I think Charlotte really did a phenomenal job, and they deserve a pat on the back. Congratulations, Charlotte. We did it. I don't think there was any problems that we've had. Hopefully, there's no after-the-fact articles written, but I feel pretty comfortable about what the city did. You should feel comfortable about it. It was a roaring success. I would say they not only acquitted themselves, they did excellent. And I hope that we do see another All-Star game in our lifetime. Not maybe like 10 years, but maybe in the 15-year range. 28 years is too long for someone to go through this again. I loved having everything here. It was awesome. I think it justifies the decision a long time ago to put the arena in the middle of Uptown, right in the center of things. Everything was was fairly consolidated, and you had the Mint Museum being converted into a uh, Nike, Jordan, you know, pop-up shop. You had said the Epicenter was alive with all kinds of celebrity appearances and different events for people for free. I think it was great for fans. I think that uh, you didn't have any stories 
on Twitter or otherwise of something going terribly wrong with logistics. And that's really all you want to avoid. And I think Charlotte was able to do that. And I I do expect the All-Star game to come back here sooner than it did uh, last time. 91 was the last time that it was here. So it was over 25 years ago when the last time that it appeared. And I was looking at some of the repeat cities within recent years. Phoenix has been a repeat city since yeah. 1991. Um, certainly New Orleans has been. They've had it. New three. Orleans is a special case. Though. Yeah, it was a special case. But even then, because it, it was the third time was a special case because Charlotte couldn't handle it a couple of years ago. Let me put it this way. If you're telling me whether I need to have a all-star game in New Orleans or Charlotte, I'm taking New Orleans. All the food that they have over there. That nicely seasoned food. That's right. All the drinks. The hurricanes. Don't get them here. Mardi Gras. Don't get your tenders here. You can get them in New Orleans. But I do think that Charlotte showed that it can handle another big sporting event. I know Rick Bennell put out maybe the NFL draft. A lot of people went Super Bowl immediately. Bam. That's a little too hot. That's a little too much seasoning. Some things have to happen before that occurs. Sure. And I think the hotel accommodations need to be revved up a little bit before you're able to have a Super Bowl here. The stadium Um, might need a Stadium is certainly with the weather. You know, I mean, it, you're the weather be, didn't cooperate altogether this weekend. No, it yeah. didn't. And this is not like a situation where if it rains in Miami, it's not the world's biggest deal like it did in that Colts Saint or Colts Bear Super Bowl. But you right? also had Prince to make that thing all right. You did. So yes, that's a very good point. We can't get Prince anymore. And so now you have Charlotte at least showing that they are capable of this. The pop-up shops awesome there were things to do outside of the stadium i thought inside the stadium i thought the court was awesome just the logos just the overall appeal the marketing i thought it was really good so charlotte did all of the things right that they could control but in all of these events there are things that they can't control like are there going to be those iconic moments that happen the winners of the contest how the contest themselves go that's not necessarily something that's entirely in their control and i felt like the celebrity game uh, and how some of the stuff uh, came down on Saturday nights, and maybe Kimba's performance on Sunday. I and just think there there were some things that happened that I was like, ah oh, man, Charlotte kind of got unlucky. Uh, uh, you know, some of the breaks didn't quite go their way. Microcosm for the franchise, if we're really honest. Oh, calm down. <laughs> you always want to see that's a, that's a problem with Nada. Nada always wants to to extrapolate and and take things to the to the franchise level. It's what makes this show good. It's we balance our seasoning out. I don't have any Nada just throws the whole thing. It's uh, it's some it's like the kid that plays a prank on the parents. He loosens up the lid. He puts some seasoning on it. Bam! All the seasoning lid loosener drops off, drops out of the jar. Yeah, but at least I don't put. Sour Patch Kids and my gummy That's, and my popcorn. Yeah, we can we can agree on that. I don't think there's any desire to do that for anybody else other than Doug Branson. But agreed, not exactly the most per, the best performance from Kimba Walker in the All Star game. We'll get into that a little bit later on, along with the dunk contest and some other things that happened over. It's going to be a it's going to be All Star Weekend type of recap for this for today's show. We'll get to a couple of the Charlotte Hornets things maybe um, in tomorrow's show. We've got four days before you play another game. It'll be the Washington Wizards. That'll be on Thursday, I believe, mm-hmm. is their first game. Very after- important game. It is. Oh, and I think right now you're in the territory where every single game is important. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a foreign territory to the Charlotte Hornets when you get in this area the last couple of seasons. It's you have to make a playoff appearance because you're not good enough to tank to where you're going to get a top five pick. 
And so this is the same same exact territory. The Hornets, every single game is an extremely important one. Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We're giving you daily Hornets talk in your podcast feed, and we need you to show your support by joining our Patreon page. For just as little as $1 a month, you'll be supporting the content that you depend on. It's patreon.com slash LOH again. Patreon.com slash LOH. Only $1. Make sure you sign up. We'll be back after the break, and we'll go ahead and talk a little bit more about the All-Star Weekend. This is Locked on Hornets. We need Mitch Kupchak to throw a party like Sam Presti. Can he party like Presti and Russell Westbrook? (laughs) Yeah, but who are you going to get to perform? Because remember, they got Nas. They did get Nas. Man, who is Mitch Kupchak getting to that party to perform? Can we get Nelly? No. Master P. (laughs) I hate you right now. (laughs) It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I did see a masterpiece Charlotte Hornets jersey this weekend. Man. I saw that. Why did you take a picture? I it was a really crowded. It was in the Spectrum Center. I saw it walking and I but it was it That's was no excuse. I'm sorry. I didn't pull the phone out in time. But seeing a you masterpiece failed us. Pod Dad, you I didn't, failed us. I didn't realize that was going to make you as angry as it did. I thought that was going to be something that we could all enjoy, but apparently it was anger because I didn't take a picture. Yes. I apologize. You're just going to have to believe me. I thought it was pretty cool. I don't to see the masterpiece. You're surprised Damn. by you're surprised by Nada's outrage. I'm surprised that you're surprised that Nada got outraged about, about something. Sure, yeah, you're right. You win that. Yeah, argument. that is your fault. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, I did see not too many celebrities out in the streets this weekend. Did you see any Nada? I did. I ran into Russell Westbrook on the way to a fashion show that I got <laughs> roped into doing, or covering, or pretending to cover. They did have open bars, so that was kind of nice. Well, it sounded like you almost actually ran into him. Yes, right? yeah. I almost actually ran into him. So I'm running late for reasons that I couldn't control, and I thought I was supposed to be at the Mint Museum. Turns out I was supposed to be at Founders Hall. So I'm sprinting from Mint Museum to Founders Hall. Outraged. Not outraged, just slightly annoyed because I know I can only be there for like a half hour before I have to get to the celebrity game. I almost run into Russell Westbrook, literally, with my shoulder and with him holding his kid, which would have gone completely horribly had I, like, you know, injured Russell Westbrook. So I decide to put the brakes on, go, do a little stop and stop and go. Well, has little, he dribble? Has he dribble? Mm <laughs> hmm. And because I am 35 going on 36, kind of tweaked my foot. (laughs) So you got injured. Yes, I injured myself trying to preserve the All-Star game, the sanctity of the All-Star game. You're welcome, Charlotte. Yeah, why aren't we talking about the sacrifices that Nada made to make this All-Star weekend go well? I think we all have to thank Nada simply for all of the city's success. It's because you got hurt, because you sacrificed your foot. Body on the line. In order to have Russell Westbrook go one of seven from from beyond the arc and allow LeBron to win that game in the second half. Here's the thing. I will say that we didn't have an incident between him and Embiid because they were on the same team. Although, did they? I tried to see how many times they were on the court at the same time. Were they at all? No, and that was good. <laughs> that was a good thing. Yeah, that was premeditated. That you was know. absolutely premeditated. LeBron is the ultimate troll. And you know what? I'm just glad we didn't have a fight, not a single technical, despite the celebrity game and Steve Smith being in it. I thought he was going to get one. I found out. And I, it's not that I thought differently. It's just I think it was confirmed watching the All-Star game. Players don't like Joel Embiid. 
Yeah. I don't think players do. You saw him get roughed up a couple of times in the paint. Usually, they'll just play the Ole defense and let him get a dunk. People didn't allow Joel Embiid to get dunks when he got into the paint a whole lot. Oh, man, that sounds like the freezing out story with the All-Star game and Isaiah Thomas and all that. This, oh, man, there was a lot of drama that I apparently missed. It, it, well, it just seemed there's there was no words about people not liking Joel Embiid. It's just the impression I got watching him out there with everybody else. And I also feel that way a little bit about Russell Westbrook. And maybe there's some other people that are able to tell you and find information on players and what they truly think about Russ. But we know KD and Russ have a fractured relationship. Yes, exactly. KD also chirping at Joel Embiid at some point. Exactly. And so now you have like LeBron James. It's just when they were coming back, it's cool to see them get excited. And I don't have any problem with it. But they got deep onto the court when they were coming back. So every time they would go back to the other end, Damian Lillard hit a couple of just crazy distance threes. They would run all the way out on the court to where it would seem to the point where they were trying to push the refs. They weren't going to get a technical. That wasn't going to happen. But they were running out there. Anytime Russell Westbrook would miss a layup or he missed a shot, they got a little chirpy. Anytime And not back and forth. It's just they got excited on the Mm -hmm. bench. Joel Embiid would miss a shot. It seemed like the bench got a little bit more excited than when Steph Curry would miss a shot or anything like that. It seems like those are the two things that I took away, at least relationship-wise, from the basketball. Oh, no, the, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we saw Steph Curry kind of has hops, guys. Yeah, I mean, that was insane. I had no clue. That, I was talking, so Mario Washington, general manager at 7.30 the game, he was with me watching every event this weekend. And he said, you know, when I figured out that I couldn't play in the NBA, when I watched J.J. Redick, and the Orlando Magic come to Charlotte, and in warm-ups, J.J. Redick is throwing alleys to himself and catching reverse slam dunks. And he mentioned that before Steph Curry did it. And he's like, yep, that's when I learned that I can't play. Like, oh, okay, these boys can ball. Yeah. Like, J.J. Redick, just, it's not that he's just a shooter. He can actually do that. And Steph Curry being able to do that, I had no clue. No, Most, no, one, no one had any clue. At all. Most exciting moment from a player that's uh, played basketball in Charlotte in the All-Star game. It was not a great performance for Kimba. Eight no. assists, so he was dishing, um, not scoring a whole lot. He does play the least amount of minutes of any starter. It seemed like there was a little bit of outrage from Hornets fans, a part of Hornets Twitter that saw Kimba Walker not get as many minutes. Look, he did play 20. It was the least amount of any starter. There were a couple of bench guys. Blake Griffin and Kimba basically played the same amount. Chris Middleton did play 22 minutes, and everybody else played in the teens besides Dirk, who can't walk, and he played four, although he gave us tremendous three-pointers. But anyways, Kimba Walker doesn't have that great of a performance. Only two made field goals, Mm -hmm. 0-5 from three-point distance, and it was a little disappointing. Miles Bridges, again, disappointing in the dunk contest. Kimba disappointing, not really revving up the crowd to our liking and our expectations. Well, does yeah, does Kemba is there an expectation? Does Kemba have an obligation to perform well in the All-Star game to make a run at most valuable player or does he, you know, just play however he wants because he was voted in as a starter? I, at the risk of upsetting Hornets Twitter, which I've never done before. Never. Nope, nope, no, never. Is, that would be foreign. Never, never, this would be foreign. Um Ain't nobody watching to see Kemba Walker go for MVP. Or most of the people aren't watching well, to in, go to Outside watch. of North Carolina, nobody's watching to see Kemba go for MVP. Charlotte's watching to see it would Kemba have been go a, for MVP. I mean, it would have been a narrative. It would have been an easy narrative to get excited about. Yeah, and, and even nationally, I'll even walk that back to your point. Right. I mean, we talked again. We talked with Keith Smith 
on the wake up call and he mentioned how that was one of the storylines he was looking forward to, as did Dan Feldman of NBC Sports said that was one of the I think that would have been fine. I think people would have been cool with Kimba going for the MVP, but he's not aggressive. You see Kimba Walker, the stats that he puts up in this game. I mentioned it only a couple of field goals that he actually made. He only takes eight shots. If you look at all the field goals attempted, that was also the least among the starters. Chris Middleton took 13. Russell Westbrook took 20, a million in the second half. Surprise, surprise. Blake Griffin took eight field goals. That tied with Kimba. And the Chris Middleton, people are having problems with Chris Middleton playing 22 minutes, so it was only a couple more than Kimba. But also... The guy got crazy hot at the beginning. He was started mm-hmm. four for four from behind the yellow, behind the line. And I think that's what happens in these all-star games. People put up their shots early, and if they go in, they continue to heat check themselves and see if they continue to go in. And if they do, then you leave them in for a long time, and they make a run at MVP. Kimba put up a couple shots early. They didn't go, yeah. and Kimba still got some time. I would have liked to see him play a little bit more, but it's not like the guy was ousted sitting on the bench the whole time. I'm sorry. When you got Giannis, you got Steph, you got a whole bunch of other all-stars on their team that are at least athletically better than Kemba. I'm completely fine with not having him there. I'm of the mind that he got his 20 minutes. He got his moment in the sun. He was the stand, He was the guy on all the ads when it came to the All-Star game. Uh, I've watched Kemba for several years now, and I think he's just as capable of putting on a show and taking over as any of those players. And I think he certainly, if he, if he had had a mind to do it, he could have done it. Now, he was asked after the game about the fact that he didn't spend a lot of time driving to the basket and said, instead was dishing out assists to guys like Steph Curry and others. And he said, I mean, it wasn't much. I was just throwing it for guys and they were getting dunks. I think I could pass the ball a little bit. Like I said, I was just having fun out there. Whenever I see the open guy trying to get rid of the basketball, just trying to play the game the right way. So that's his mentality. He was trying to play the game the right way, and everyone else was trying to put on a show. So we're removed from one year ago, this game being played in Los Angeles. There Mm -hmm. wasn't any Laker in the game, so nobody got their shots. There wasn't any Clipper in the game, so nobody got their shots, even though the Clipper probably would have been the stepchild anyway, as they've always been in that city until they got Lob City. But whatever, that's a different discussion. You have to go to 2017, where that was hosted in New Orleans. Anthony Davis had 52 points in that game. He put up 39 shots. And so Anthony Davis, at home, in 31 minutes of play, took over, again, 39 attempts. The next close in that game was Russell Westbrook, and he had 26 attempts. So they allowed Anthony to go off, and Anthony took that challenge, also had 10 rebounds. And then you continue to go back, and I don't think that there's a huge trend following the players that actually play at home getting a lot. But also, I don't know if it lends itself to the situation that Anthony Davis was in and Kimba was in. Because you go to 2016, you can go to Toronto, but Kyle Lowry, not capable of putting on a show like that. DeMar DeRozan, I don't even think is capable of putting on the show that Kimba Do Walker Do you want to watch DeMar DeRozan just put up shot after shot? Because I don't. Correct. And so you go back to 2015, and we won't go too far here, but Madison Square Garden. That was Carmelo, who a little Ugh. bit different, but he is at least capable of putting on somewhat of a show. Put up 20 attempts, just only made six. But he got his shots. The oh, point, so it's a regular Nick game. Right. The point being that the last couple of guys that had the opportunity as stars to show out for their city, they put up their shots, and Kimba just went about it a different way and decided to be the dish man. I think that a lot of fans have been invested in Kimba Walker for a, lot, uh, for a long time and been invested in his success and probably put some time and effort into voting 
to get him to be an all-star for the past couple of years and now an all-star starter. And I do think he had a little bit more obligation in Charlotte to be more aggressive and, and put on a little bit more show. I don't think that's unfair. Uh, I don't know. I, like, Four points. Yes, but eight assists. He knew his place in the pecking order of the stars uh, and the superstars, and that's okay. No, well, that's not okay. You, you know your place in the pecking order. Yes. That's not okay. Yeah, I, I'm in the middle here, of course, as I always am. Hi, Dad. Uh, of course. I, I just think if Kimba's shots weren't going, you know that that's to me what it was. So often you see these guys put up shots at the beginning of the game, and maybe Kimba, maybe Kimba could have tried a little bit more in the second half to look for his shot a little bit more. He took five three pointers, none of them went in, zero. So are you asking Kimba Walker? Maybe you are, and I'm not saying that's wrong. But if you're asking Kimba Walker to continue to put up three pointers after missing five, like Russell Westbrook did, you know Russell Westbrook was kind of looked like with an eyebrow raised, like, dude, just go ahead and do something else because that because that ain't falling for you anymore. Maybe and Kimba- Russell would know. He's, he's kind of an expert, <laughs> right? Game. He is. He is an expert Didn't at missing take his three own pointers. Advice though. Yes, and he continued to do that in the All Star game. I, I compare it to what Chris Middleton did. Chris Middleton comes in. He puts up shots. He hits them. Goes four for four. You continue to go with the hot hand, and you hear LeBron James talk about that, getting ready for the All-Star game. I just think Chris Middleton got hot, and a guy like Kimba, who did put up shots early, they weren't falling, and he decided, all right, I'm just going to let people dunk in, and it's going to be my assist. So I think Kimba maybe has an obligation. I, I just thought watching him play certainly wasn't a guy that took over in a way that I kind of wanted him to. I, I certainly wanted to see Kimba go off at the Spectrum Center. Speaking of dunking, dunk contest is a sham. It is a sham, and we're going to get to Doug's thoughts on that. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studio in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. We're going to get to the one thing that Doug wants to do with every single basketball analyst that he's ever come across. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. To start this off, we all know about LeBron and how he built a school, and it got a lot of fanfare. By the time 2019 closes, Bismack Biombo is planning to have six schools. Take that, LeBron. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug's got seasoning for days. You just heard it in the second segment. We're going to get to some more here in the third segment. A lot of talk about the All-Star Weekend festivities. We mentioned, Doug, you brought up the things that you could control. Charlotte knocked out of the park. The things that you can't, maybe with a Kimball Walker performance, Miles Bridges just not being able to land his dunk at the beginning, which set a bad tone and pretty much made it impossible for him to make Mm -hmm. it to the next round. As other guys made their dunks, it was disappointing to see some of the players perform the way that they did. But the dunk contest, the dunk contest was one that was not for the ages. We got a great one from Hamadou Diallo, honey dipping, jumping over Shaquille O'Neal. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was great. That got a reaction from me. I feel like we got three good dunks. Yeah, we Bridges' second dunk was awesome. It was awesome, and I loved the J. Cole alley-oop to Dennis Smith. I thought that was awesome. The, the dunk was good. It could have been anybody throwing it. Just because J. Cole is a part of the alley-oop, Nada thinks that it's just a blad dunk. Guess, that got a 50. It deserved the 50. It was it was meh. It was meh. And if we're really going to be honest with about it, the minute Jay Cole decided to take it and dunk it himself and miss it, Dennis Smith should have gotten points knocked off for it too. No, I thought that was – dude, 
you should absolutely try to dunk it in the dunk contest. If you've got a free lane and you go out and try as a celebrity, I have no problem. But you're mad. Save it for the celebrity game where I could have made fun of you. Well, J. Cole hit an alley oop in the All Star Celebrity All Star game. Yeah, that so he he's too important to play a celebrity game now well, in his own in he, his own home state. He's already done it. Checked it off of his list. He did a halftime show. the The hatred for J. Cole is weird, and I feel like it's unwarranted. But we got three good dunks in the dunk contest. I stand by that, including the J. Cole alley oop to Dennis Smith Jr. But overall. Not exactly the most exciting. Wasn't Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine-esque. That spoiled us a couple of years ago. And Doug has been sitting here trying to tell me for the past hour or so and the last couple of years telling everybody how to fix the dunk contest and nobody will listen to Doug Branson. Charlotte can't control that it is that we are in the midst of the slow death of the relevance of the dunk contest between scoring that makes no sense Agreed. DSJ getting 50s that didn't deserve 50s. John Collins getting 40 points for grabbing the bottom left corner of the backboard and then reverse right hand dunking it. He gets a 40. That made no sense. And Hamadou Diallo, he wins the dunk contest rightfully so, but I think had DSJ completed his first dunk in that final round, Diallo wouldn't have had a chance because of how much they were overscoring DSJ. So you've got... Uh, celebrity judges that don't know how to score dunks. You've got announcers that don't know how to talk about dunks. Mm-hmm. Everyone complains about the dunk contest. Like, you know, that it's it's a very common thing. But not many people know how to fix it. And I'm here to tell you Uh-oh. all that I know how to fix it. And if you've been listening to this show for the past couple of years, this is going to be very familiar because I've been screaming about this for three years now (laughs) and anytime I see anyone that has any kind of influence in the world of basketball I try to explain to them what's wrong with the dunk contest and exactly how to fix it and to date no one has listened to me but I will still stand on the mountaintop and try to deliver the good news so I have to ask did you tell us your take in that entire thing though I haven't yet I haven't gotten to it I I needed to take a breather and I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to digest (laughs) what I just said so so when you're pitching this Doug (laughs) Uh how many sentences do you get into the to it before they well most people give up before I ever get to the pitch maybe that's part (laughs) of the problem maybe that was it if that's your pitch I think everybody just either fell asleep or got bored and walked away from it it needs to come out sooner okay well I listen I'm just it's called build up folks uh this is a it's a storytelling tactic that i'm using tried and true okay here's what's wrong with the dunk contest are you ready i'm ready Ready? i'm i've been ready this entire time we as viewers do not have the language necessary to appreciate what we are watching we can ooh and ah and we kind of know what is an impressive dunk? We know it's impressive when Diallo jumps over Shaquille O'Neal, doesn't even use that much lift off of Shaquille to get over him. We know that looks impressive, but we don't know what any of these moves mean, and we don't know what they're called. Remember, we used to have like tomahawk jams, but we started to have a little bit of language around some of these moves, but we don't have the language necessary to appreciate how difficult some of these dunks are. My big example, I always go back to the Olympics. The Olympics happen every two years, but you know each of them happen every four years. And every four years, we have to be reminded of the snowboard moves. We have to be reminded of the things that, that happen in curling. And they all have these different languages, and we all get to learn about it, and then we get to appreciate it, and then we get to pretend like we know what's going on. 
we don't have that in, in the dunk contest. We don't know how difficult these things are. No one's explaining it to us. That's why. Uh, I'm that, sorry. Yeah, that's you, why. You were saying something real quick? You were, were you telling us anything about the dunk I contest? I will keep <laughs> talking about this until someone explains to me why that John Collins dunk was so difficult and why in the world it got 40 points. There needs to be a shock and awe factor to me. I'm with you. It would be nice to have words that went with some of the moves. I think you described it to me earlier as it helps to hear the word Ollie go with the time where a skateboarder goes in the air. You think about, yeah, think about skateboarding. When we see some of these moves, yeah, some of them look impressive, but some of them are detailed and technical and we need to know what the hell they just did and why it's important. I don't hate it. I just think the shock and awe factor, it, the thing that happens the most that kills a dunk contest is so many missed attempts at the beginning and it doesn't. And even though you're only supposed to judge on the dunk that actually lands, it's already happened in everybody's brain that you've missed it too many times. Now, the thing is, and they just need to add a simple rule for every missed dunk, you lose a point. Okay. I, I kind of like that, but let me suggest that instead of taking points away, we give accelerator scores that are outside of the judges. You get an accelerator on your score for knocking it down in the first attempt and a smaller accelerator score for knocking it down in the second attempt and then nothing for three, four, and five. And that that gives you some extra incentive to knock down the dunk. Here's the thing. You're talking about giving accelerator scores to people like Shaq. You think Shaq knows math? Not very well. Well, again, it would be out of the judge's hands. That's true. So they, the, they would just get extra points for knocking because that's impressive. Anytime you watch these dunk contests with people, they go, "Oh man, you know Diallo knocked it down on his first attempt. Like he should get something for that." The celebrities I saw this weekend, it was a B list of celebrities. I did mm-hmm. not, even though the A listers were out, they yeah. were here in full force. I saw the Twitter account, the Charlotte Paparazzi. By the way, mm-hmm. it was my first time experiencing that oh account. It was pretty great to see all the celebrities. Kendall Jenner, apparently, what was it Five Church was the spot this week. Five weekend. Church was the spot. It always is. That's the celebrity spot. It was the. It was, certainly was this weekend. LeBron, Kendall Jenner, Ben Simmons, J. Cole, everybody. That was anybody. Was that five church? I know Clay Thompson was found at the epicenter. Uh, what I loved more than anything is there were so many pictures of the celebrities walking to you know whatever bar or something that is viewed as a popular spot. And then the one time Charlotte Paparazzi tweets out a picture of Nikola Jokic, he's eating dinner at the Capitol Grill with his family. And like I just thought that was pretty oh, fun that was to dope. see. <laughs> that's that's, dope. that's how Nikola Beautiful. Jokic gets down. He's not here to party with everybody else. My B listers. Uh huh. I walk out of the Spectrum Center and I see Antoine Jameson. Okay. See him. Probably not all that crazy. Uh, the most interesting one, I saw CNN political correspondent Van Jones. Saw Van Jones here in Charlotte this oh, weekend. Oh, Van Jones came down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was the extent of who I saw outside of the Spectrum did he Center. Have a, did he have a fence that he was sitting on? <laughs> no. He, no. Wow. wow. No, he didn't. Taking shots at Van Jones. Not right. a big fan of Van. No. Check from Nada. I saw Spencer Dinwiddie on Thursday in at Kayonda, a Tex-Mex place in Uptown, and then uh, I did. I left town uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, and I saw Jordan from the Bachelorette at the Charlotte Airport leaving Charlotte to go to 
Boston. Okay, who do you think is the most famous out of all those people? Is it Jordan from The Bachelorette? I think Jordan from The Bachelorette. More people, maybe not that listen to this show, but I think more overall people would know Jordan from The Bachelorette. Over Van Jones from CNN? Absolutely. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably lose that. So you win so far, and Yada, you had Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, CP3. But do they count? Seeing a basketball player in All-Star Weekend doesn't seem that impressive. I saw Fabulous over at the uh, fashion show. Fabulous probably still loses, but for us, it's probably a little bit cooler. Fabulous was there. Dasha Plum from Orange is the New Black was there. Wow. All right. That is a, a little bit more of an impressive list. Still B-listers. I don't think any A-listers. The coolest basketball player that I saw this weekend, I saw Junkyard Dog. That was pretty Jerome cool. Jerome Williams was I in town? I saw Jerome Williams in town this weekend, and I thought that was the coolest one. That was the most nostalgic for me. That was the one that I thought was the coolest, but all B-listers nonetheless. Oh, wait. I saw Dominique Wilkins. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, well, Dominique is cool. That was uh, That is one that basketball a-lister but again he's a common. you can see him anytime atlanta's in town that's true that's that's true he he he's acknowledged me one time and he acknowledged like, you yeah that's exactly great. no like i was in i was in media media lunch for um during halftime at a game he's like how you doing young blood <laughs> he called you young blood yes best day are you sure it wasn't ever. uncle drew who you saw no it was dominique so that's when when you got starstruck the most starstruck i've ever been covering the hornets is when uh, i got a coca-cola next to mike breen mike breen really? that was a that's a good one Bang! I, don't, I don't know if there <laughs> yeah, i don't know if there is one that i've gotten so shocked to see a celebrity there i don't know if i've ever been so shocked from Wait, you, you've never run into neither of you have run run into the owner before have you no i have not i've not ran into Michael Jordan. i i have well, Literally. Quick, it sounds like you run into a lot of basketball players. Yes. You, just, you just are not looking you where you're going. You start paying attention where right. you're going yeah. yes. and uh, find a better way than hurting your ankle to avoid all of these people. I did see uh, DJ Funkmaster Flex this weekend at a party. That was pretty cool. Wait, Funk Flex came in town? Yep. Hot 97. Oh, no. He did a good job. It oh, was no. great. I had a great time. I don't know why Nada. He just hates on everything. This is what our show is. Nada hates on it. He hates on Van Jones. He hates on my lack of seasoning. He hates on everything. This I, is I hate everybody. Yeah. Haven't we figured that out? Yes, we have. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Hornets here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Hornets, and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Lockdown Hornets. We'll be back tomorrow preview a little bit of what we can expect from the Hornets in the second half of the season as we get set for the slate post-All-Star break. Thanks again, Lockdown Hornets Podcast. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. 